Welcome to Behind the Bookshelves. This is episode 6. My name is Richard Davis, and this Abe Books podcast series is dedicated to telling the stories behind books and the people who love them. Today, we're talking about The Boy Who Lived and the books that are worth a lot of money. For all the Harry Potter fans out there, I have some sad news. You almost certainly do not own a valuable Harry Potter book. I'm sorry, but it's true. You do own some wonderful children's books that put literature on the front pages of newspapers and had thousands of people lining up outside bookstores. Many people contact Ape Books and ask if their Harry Potter book is valuable. In short, the answer is invariably no. These questions are often sparked by some article in the media about how you could have a valuable Harry Potter under your bed or more aptly under the stairs. The article sometimes mentions how an auction house has sold a Harry Potter for a mind-blowing sum. While 99.9999999% of us do not have a valuable Harry Potter, valuable copies do exist. They are just very hard to come by. You probably have better odds on winning the lottery than finding a valuable Harry Potter book. And this is how the story goes. Once upon a time, J.K. Rowling was just an ordinary author, a single mum writing her novel in Edinburgh's cafes. She finally got a deal with Bloomsbury, and Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone was published in hardcover in 1997 in the UK. Because she was an unknown, the publisher printed just 500 copies, and 300 of them were distributed to libraries, where they took one hell of a beating from adoring young readers. The remaining 200 copies are among the most prized of all hyper-modern first edition books. Prices for these scarce first editions have been rising as copies have been snapped up. Most are now owned by collectors. In 2017, one of these first editions sold for $81,250 at auction, setting a new record. Now, the Harry Potter books are a cultural phenomenon. We all know that. But that first Harry Potter book is also a freak book in terms of collectability because it usually takes years, decades even, for a book to obtain that type of value on the rare book market. The Philosopher's Stone first edition was worth a lot of money in just five years. That's incredible. My favourite story about these first editions concerns Nigel Reynolds, who used to be the arts correspondent on the Daily Telegraph in the UK. He was persuaded to meet J.K. Rowling as Bloomsbury attempted to publicise this unknown children's book in 1997. They met, had coffee, chatted, and J.K. handed over one of the first editions. Nigel said his farewell and headed back to the office, where he skimmed through the book and tossed it into the garbage bin, which is called a rubbish bin in the UK. He chucked it into the bin. The bin. An $80,000 book went into the rubbish, the garbage, whatever it's called. OMG, as the millennials say. Back in 2005, a book sold one of these first editions for $37,000. I interviewed the buyer, and he admitted that part of his motivation was that the book was potentially a good investment. And here's a side note. Investing in books is easy making money from them is difficult. 
just like the stock market. Anyway, once Rowling published the seventh and final Hogwarts book in 2007, I thought the whole Harry Potter thing would cool off and there'd be less demand for rare Harry Potter books. I was wrong. Firstly, Rowling is an amazing self-promoter. I thoroughly enjoy her jousts on Twitter with trolls and presidents. Secondly, JK has remained active, writing more books, including some well-regarded crime novels, and being involved in a Harry Potter stage play, and then there's the Harry Potter theme parks and exhibitions, and the movies are still being watched endlessly, and then there's spin-off movies too, and the books have a new generation of readers now. It's endless. Harry Potter is alive and well, I can assure you. So anything signed by JK, including her shopping lists, has some value. For the first couple of Harry Potter books, JK was a regular jobbing author visiting bookstores and doing interviews just like other writers. Once book three came along, she was close to being a superstar and her signings became less frequent. If you're lucky enough to own a book signed by JK, then you really should hang on to it. It's something special and she isn't going to sign many more. She doesn't have to. What also happened in the Harry Potter heyday was that the initial print run for each new Harry Potter book became larger and larger until more than 10 million copies of the Deathly Hallows were printed in 2007. All first editions. We've all got a first edition of that book. Now, if you have a Harry Potter book where the cover or some of the pages are upside down, then you have a curiosity, not a valuable book. Because these books were printed in such huge quantities, there are numerous copies printed with these errors as the printers switch from one roll of paper to another. If you have a book signed by one of the illustrators, then that's good. They have a little value, but nothing compared to a copy signed by the author. To finish up, hunting for rare and valuable books is a fun thing to do. Like panning for gold in the Yukon, it requires skill, patience, lots of knowledge, and an immense amount of luck. I hope you do find a valuable Harry Potter under the stairs. I hope I find a valuable Harry Potter under the stairs. But somehow, I don't think we will. Thanks for listening to Behind the Bookshelves. My name is Richard Davis from Abe Books. The next episode will be about why dog books are both wonderful and utterly terrible. If you have suggestions for the show, we'd love to hear from you. Email me at podcast at abebooks.com. See you next time.